Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening. Hey, what's going on? What's going on with you, man? Chilling out in the middle of the country right now. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> I'm in I'm in Cripple Creek, Colorado. Did you just say the name of it is Cripple Creek? Creek. Yep. What in the hell got you in Cripple Creek, Colorado? Right here, my girl. She wanted to. Uh, we was gonna go to Colorado Springs, but she was mm-hmm. like, "Cripple Creek sounds a lot more interesting." So it's like an hour west of there. So, so, so y'all going there for shoot purposes? Nah, we just or, leave. Or, just vacation shit. Oh, I feel you on that. Sometimes you gotta get the fuck away. I swear. <laughs> yeah, like because I'm, I'm on Arizona too, but uh, Arizona is like okay. I'm trying to like possibly shoot some people there, but like out here, ain't nobody out here. Oh no. Yeah, I kind of heard that. Um, like Colorado is like not a lot of girls. Even though I've talked to two ladies that actually, well, not one lady that's out there, uh, Lily. So damn, they, damn it, I'm messing up again. Lily, let me look this up. <laughs> Lily Cravey, yeah. Lily Cravey. Yeah, I know she's out of Denver. But, I, I yeah. didn't know that. I know the name. Yeah. So um, yeah, because because. It's like Colorado. It, it, even shopping when they did a, a Zaga in, in Denver. I was like, why would they do it in Denver? It's Denver is not really known for <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it ain't it ain't turned out well either from what I heard. Oh no, I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> it's not a place where, you know, porn is is frequent. You know, it, it I think DC gonna have a good turnout just because of DC. Cause yeah, I wanna try DC because so. I've never I've never been I've never been to I had never been to another Exotica outside of Chicago. Like, that was, like, my first outside of uh, mm-hmm. Jersey. So, the Chicago one was, like, my first outside, like, Exotica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure DC's going to be lit because everybody stops in DC anyway. Yeah. Not everybody stops in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Maybe, like, a layover or something, but that's about it. Oh, that's it, really. Most definitely. So, let me do these particulars. And- all right, sir. All right. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app on your phone, or you can go to anchor.fm and set up a profile. You can monetize your episodes same day. You can get your stuff distributed, and you can do this. I do is go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app and start podcasting today. I'm your host. 
Kavanaugh for Summer Champ, aka the porn rap star. Y'all know what it is. You want to see my porn. You want to hear my music. You want to follow me on social media. Find all my links in one spot. I'm talking about allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Find the world of porn rap star in one spot. We are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about LS World. So go there today, get yourself a profile. Mingle with kink-minded people like yourself and find events in your area, even in Denver, Colorado, because I heard Colorado is very, very swinger-friendly. But anyway, go to lsworld.com and to the lifestyle. And we're the proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts, giving you the black experience. And plus, while you're there, you can get some shopping done from over 500 sellers. Black-owned people. We're talking about fashion, beauty, health, books, jewelry, masks, because it's a good possibility we probably going to have a mask mandate coming up in the next couple of weeks. So go to shopgwdistrict.com today. Buy Black, support Black businesses, build a Black economy so we can create generational wealth. Let my smoke buddy introduce himself. What's going on? Once again, back on the show, 718 Burt. At 718 Burke on IG, that's Twitter. Both of them, same thing. You can follow me on both. What's going on? Definitely. Now, for some of you people, go oh. to Patreon. You can hear his full interview because it's going to be a while before it drops worldwide. So you can now pay the 10 or the $25 and you can hear his full interview. Him talking about how he went from being in music to adult film. Being a cameraman the whole night and his thoughts on the business, most definitely. And speaking about that, you was at the Exotica in Chicago, the first convention post-pandemic. Yep. Uh, yeah, like I was, you know, I, I've been to, uh, what, 10 Exoticas already, like but all in Jersey. So mm-hmm. going back, going to like another Exotica, especially like my first one in Chicago, I was like anticipating it and I'm like checking it all the time, like, who's coming out because I want to make sure like not just the you know the people in the industry but like I want that crowd so when I got like immediately when I got in the airport we got on the plane and we were sitting like in front of a bunch of like exotica organizers and some people from yeah. ABN so I was like yeah it's about to be lit mm-hmm. most definitely so how is the one in Chicago different from the one in New Jersey um I think the, I think I think Chicago is like a lot of people can go downtown in Chicago and they could go like find stuff to do. There's a lot of like strip mm-hmm. clubs around. When you in Jersey, like Edison, New Jersey, like it's not entirely far from New York. But the thing about it is there's nothing in Edison. Like the, even the place where they have Chicago, I'm like, what is the place where they have Exotica? I'm like, the only thing around the convention center is like an abandoned like rail track. Like th- that's literally the only thing. Yeah. There's nothing over there. Yeah, because, I mean, it really was nothing to do in Edison. I mean, outside of if you went to, like, the after parties that they had for the Exotica, really won't shit to do. Nope. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, shoot, I couldn't even find a bar to go to. You know what I'm saying? It was like, damn, not even walking distance. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of people out there are not driving. So yeah. they come there, they, they stay at, like, the host hotel, which is usually the Sheraton, and that's why the after parties kind of be like not like real late or nothing, but they be you know yeah. better than a lot of the other after parties because like well what else is there to do? Yeah, and they be drunk to the motherfucker because <laughs> I, I pulled a shot 
I remember I put a shot with a girl the next morning. I looked at her when I saw her at the party. It ain't happening. Sure. <laughs> you already lit, and it's three o'clock in the morning. We ain't doing no six o'clock. Get out of here. Yeah, so, man. I so did you have a, parties? <laughs> oh yeah. So um, why was that? Did you have a like a media pass? Yeah, I had a media pass for that one. Okay, okay, most definitely. So, so with the media pass, explain to everybody what it gets you when you when you have the media pass. Um, well, with media pass, I guess it's just kind of like you get into the event. You know, obviously, like you get to cover stuff, and um, you know, you just get to like, well, one, you get to go to the after parties with your camera because the thing about it is like there's a separate room in Jersey for the after party for like the VIP. But yeah, you can't even come downstairs into the after party if you're not like a media person or you're not like yeah. a talent exhibitor with your camera because mm-hmm. they're like, no, no cameras allowed, just like phones mm-hmm. and you know, like regular shit. So you can't bring no yeah. big camera. You got a media pass, they wave all that because they're like, okay, you're covering the after party, like we're gonna let you do that. So it kind of like just lets them know, like, okay, you're covering it for like other purposes rather than just throwing it on your page or something. So, how do you get a media pass? Um, you know what I'm saying? Explain the process of that. Uh, for most people, I would say you can go through the Exotica channel as far as like their website and you can basically go sign up for like media and then show them what you've done as far as like your articles. If you have a website, if you write for another website or you do stuff for them, any anything mm-hmm. you can do to show them that you've done it. And also, you know, it helps if you've done it for like a, a number of years and you just didn't start it to try to get a media pass. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, just have some connect, also some connections because that's another thing. Like a lot, a lot of these, um, a lot of these industries are not really trying to let you in the door just to feel like you're not doing any real work. So mm-hmm. if you have connections and people can vouch for you, but then you also have like stuff you can just pull up and be like, oh, but I did this like last year and I did this last year and you got all this stuff that they could pull up without you having to just create a website on the spot, they'll take you more mm-hmm. serious because they're like, all right, okay, you got you got something there. You're not making up mm-hmm. something just because we asked you for something. You're not like, oh, let me put together something real quick. You already got something. Mm-hmm. So basically with you, is is you cachet, it was not a necessarily problem. But for someone that's, let's say, applying for the first time, what's some suggestion that you can give them that can help them, that they might can get that go-ahead from Azada? Um, I would say go to these events like any event, like whether it's Exotica or anything else, go to every event and just cover the event without looking for the pass. Like if you get a pass, great. If you don't get a pass, still do the same thing you would do as if you did get a pass. Like don't not mm-hmm. go to the event and not cover it because they didn't give you a pass. Most definitely. Would they bother you if you didn't have a pass, if you was covering the event or would they even give a shit? I, this this shit that was, this is my first time getting a, a pass for this event. So no, <laughs> I've got I've I've done ten years of Exotica, never had a media pass, first time ever. I've covered it yeah. every single like not every year because I wasn't I wasn't covering things back in two thousand nine, but I've been mm-hmm. covering it pretty much photo galleries, photo galleries, articles, like interviews. I've been doing so much stuff since you know like years ago, like a long time ago, actually. Yeah. So I bet you be walking around and the girl should be calling you over real quick to take a picture, don't you? <laughs> I mean not not really, honestly, because like a lot of the a lot of the familiar faces I didn't see. Like I definitely saw like a lot of like my, my people in the industry. So I was like, I'm glad to see them. And we all said the same thing. Like, I haven't seen mm-hmm. you since Jersey. 
like Georgia, like not even Georgia, like uh, like AVN in January mm -hmm. 2020, right, right before the pandemic. Like, it's so many faces I have like legit just not seen in such mm -hmm. a long time. It's just like good to see them, and they still, you know, doing well and just everything. So they see and be like, oh my god, like it's so nice to see you because it's like, damn, it's really been a long time. Yeah, guys. Hey, everything been been virtual for damn near a year and a half. Yep. You know, period. Especially now that it's opening up because you got the Rolling Loud. Um, that was popping. Uh, th these festivals just come out. I, I heard that Dreamville post eventually coming. I, I'm going to try to go check that out. I, 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 I might because it's outside. That's the only reason why. I, I mean, damn, I'm going indoor shit. But <laughs> so, I mean, how... So how packed was, you know, how packed and how lit was Chicago? I would say that Friday, like Friday was amazing because Friday, you know, as most people know, is also ladies night. So there were so many women walking around that you couldn't really tell if they were just like regular attendees or if they were like in the business because mm -hmm. they were like they, they, they look like they could be in the business. They were dressed certain ways. They move certain ways. I mean. They were like, you know, eager. Oh, you want to take my picture? Sure. They give you know, like, you know, their their info. Just, just everybody's vibe was real good. And then like just the regular attendees, like the guys. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, same thing. Like Saturday was a packed day. Sunday, mm -hmm. Sunday was a little bit light, but honestly, in my in my experience, Sunday is always kind of like that because people fly out early. They don't want to like stay yeah, all yeah. the time. So Sunday was a little light, but Friday and Saturday like completely yeah. packed. Now for a, a producer of talent that's coming these conventions uh cause i remember when i went with my homeboy he wanted to try to catch girls to try to shoot and i was like to me it, for what i've seen it's better to have your shit pre-planned than try to catch somebody scraggling to get a shoot sometimes because it's so hectic that weekend speak speak to that you know what I'm saying? which is better to have it up or have some setup, but bank on catch somebody at the convention. Um, it's best better to it's better to like set things up early in advance because I did two separate photo shoots. I was supposed to do a third one with somebody like I just met, but mm -hmm. I did two separate photo shoots there, and it was like if I didn't have that stuff organized, it would have been like I can't tell you I'm gonna do this because like people was busy. A lot of people yeah. get there, they get there that Friday. Or they get there really late Thursday. They're running around Friday trying to get set up. Yeah. And then they go straight to the show. And then some of them either leave Sunday or they go to the show Sunday. But they don't really have any time to, to do it. So if you don't organize this beforehand, they don't even have the time to shoot. Even if they want to do it, they don't have the free time to do it. Yeah, because even with I went from, I know I went to New Jersey. I went from six to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a week. You know what I'm saying? Because one girl canceled, another one she had some shit that she decided to do. I don't, I talked about that on Patreon, people. So you had to go to about that on the Smokers Lounge. But yeah, um, but for the most part, because people don't realize is that you can't just show up and think that you're gonna catch shoots with some of these ladies. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of just like ladies think they can walk up and catch shoots with some of these guys and some of these producers. You know, they don't realize that you need to have stuff. You know, it, it, now for ladies, does it work differently? Could they actually catch a, a male talent or it's the same? Um, I can't I can't say for Exotica how it is, but I can say 
lately, like last time at AVN, like right before everything shut down, I had people I had just met like on the first day or the day before seeing me on the show floor and be like, oh my God, there you are. Like, can you help me out? I need to shoot this. Like, are you available? Like, I need to like film this scene. Like, can you like, you know, shoot this for me? So mm-hmm. for me, I had to tell them the same thing. I'm like, I like, I can't. Because sometimes I had to do something else. Sometimes it's like, I got to be on the mm-hmm. show floor. Like, I got to work this show. If you're trying to do it, like, after it or, like, early before, then sure. But if you're trying to do it during the show, I can't because I'm already, like, taking time away from the show anyway to do other shoots. So if you're trying to do that, like, I can't miss no whole day. Like, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, during so I think convention, it's the same thing. So during the convention, how much a talent or a producer or anybody has to adjust on the fly? Um, well, a lot of, a lot of people came to the show just to work. Like they didn't, they didn't come to the show to actually, um, they didn't come to the show to actually like attend the show. They came to the show to like, you know, actually just do work. So mm-hmm. for them, it's, it's easier because if they end up getting a scene canceled or it finishes early, they could just pop up at the show. But if you at the really? show all day, especially since a lot of girls, like that's not with like studios, they can so if you're going to be, you know, camming and everything, you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm going to, like, leave the cam thing and I'm going to go shoot the scene. Because it's like, nah, you got obligations. Like, they put you on mm-hmm. that platform to mm-hmm. do that work for them and they expect you to be at the show. Now, the girls that they do, they say draft for those, for the booths. Because they, yeah. um, like, have you heard how they pick the girls who are going to be at their booths half the time? Oh, well, like, what, like Chatterbait and, like, My Free Cams and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, this year was kind of light as far as like, especially with Chatterbait. So I think as long as you actually did like actual cam work, you weren't somebody that has never done cam work. I think they were pretty chill about letting you work the booth as long as you were actually going to do the job this year. My free cans had it a little bit more, um, organized and everything because they had a lot yeah. of people and they had a lot of rotation, but with Chatterbait, they seem to be a lot more free this year as far as like, if you do stuff, we'll check your credentials. We'll, you know, get you a shirt if you don't got one, like, let you cam here, because we got a lot of stations open. So it's a little bit looser than, than normal this year. Yeah, because it's like, even when I went, I saw how they had the girls schedule on, you know, what booth they were going to, you know, saying what time they're going to be at the booth and the whole nine. Guys can take pictures and stuff like that, or what have you. And also, guys going to be paying attention, don't see that undercover security over there, so if you want to cut a food, they'll break your neck. which is so funny so it's like um but when the girls at the booth do they actually do shoots for that company that weekend or they just work in the booth i mean nine times out of ten from what i've seen most girls just work the booth because when i see people showing up especially like say bad dragon for example Girls will come there and they'll be there like damn near all day. And the only reason they're not early, they're not there early sometimes is because they might have been there till closing last time, so they won't come the first two hours. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough. I hit the button a little too hard. I say too much smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because I always wondered that because, like, even, like, for example, when you had the girls that sat in Vivid booth, did, were they doing shoots for Vivid that weekend while they are there? Or the girls that sat at the Pumper Pass booth, where they, did they do shoots for the company while they were there or they were just at the booth? You know, I always wondered that myself. Yeah, well, with AVN, from what I understand, like, 
a lot of them do shoot scenes for like the bigger companies but yeah with with stuff like bad dragon i think you have a little bit more of a longer schedule because avn usually does like four hour shifts but bad yeah. dragon sometimes you could do like four hours five hours six hours so you're there a lot more on the show floor so you don't have as much free time in order to like shoot okay most definitely so speak to the little contest, dance contest they be having, entertainment that they be having up there and everything. Cause I've been because I know like the one I had, they had a little twerk contest and they had to do where the the contest where Lexus Texas was looking down people's pants to see who had the biggest dick shit and, and all that. What kind of contest they had this year? Um well this was like one of the first years I actually saw a lot of the stage shows. So they had mm-hmm. the um they had the pole dance like the pole dancing championships. They had uh they always do Miss Exotica every single year, so they have both of those. They had uh a lot of I forgot I forgot the name of the performers, but they had like two performers who were using um they were using kind of like like uh drill saws or whatever. So yeah, like they had on like some special stuff where they like flying out sparks. As usual, they had like rubber dolls. She always does performances. So mm-hmm. they were doing that. They had um what was her name? Uh Janine Jericho. She did a couple of performances on stage. They had a uh, mm-hmm. tiny tech, tiny Texie, which is like um, I think she's like she's like the world's smallest stripper, so she's about three mm-hmm. feet tall. And oh god! <laughs> they had you know they had her doing the performances, so I caught like a lot of the stuff on stage this year just because I knew some of the performers, mm-hmm. so they were like asking me to get like photos of them and everything. Mm-hmm. They did a um, they did a BBW fashion show like every single day. They did like a fifteen minute fashion show for them, so. Mm-hmm. I caught a lot of this stuff on stage this year. Hmm. So it seems like Exotica makes it a point to include the BBWs a whole lot. It, I noticed that more so than that, the AVNs. Um, it, is it because the AVN, they have a certain standard of what they want the girls to look that they present versus what Exotica does? Uh, I just think AVN is probably run by slightly different people. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's some of the same people, but just as the people that are in charge with, you know, AVN, they don't always necessarily mix. Like, they know the exotic people, but, you know, it's kind of like a different crowd as far as, like, the people in charge at the top. So they have a different way of seeing things as far as, like, who they feel is the most important performers. Yeah, most definitely. And speaking about that, um, for my... Because I saw you ran across uh, Sarah, what's her damn name? Sarah Arabic, you took a picture of it. Whatever she, yeah, yeah. I told her, I said, and um, it to me, I know that she probably drawed a lot of attention because of the mask, because of her being Islamic or what have you, and everything. How many of the new girls, how many of the new girls that you saw that was like new to the industry, how did they adjust to the convention for what you noticed? I, I think they had fun. I think a lot of them they they enjoyed meeting the fans. Uh, they had they had fun because they felt like a lot of people were like really friendly. Uh, whether you work in the booth or you were just walking around, they just seemed to enjoy the experience because they had heard so many things about it, but they just never got a chance to experience it in person because of it being like eighteen months since Exotica and what like about fifteen months since anything. Period. So mm-hmm. they, you know, I think everybody had a pretty good time for their you know first experience. So how much did you do? Did 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 you commandeer? I only did only did two photo shoots just because like I did one the first morning of Exotica and then like mm-hmm. the the last day the last day like when I was done 
I had to go back to the hotel, and I like I immediately walked over to the other hotel to go do like a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And who did you work with? Um, the first well, I did two with Ruby Sinclair. Like I did one with her, a solo one, and then I yeah. and I did one with her and uh, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Oh, okay, Aston Martin. Yeah. <laughs> but but shoot, but but like I said, but um. So I mean, at this convention, do you get a lot of work thrown at you? Um, at Exotica, I mostly get more work. That's like, like I get work beforehand. Like people mm-hmm. will hit me up and be like, "Are you going?" To, I get like texts or DMs like, "Oh, are you going to Exotica?" I'm like, "Yeah." I've already had people ask me if I'm going to Jersey because a lot of people I know live on the East Coast. And they're like, "Oh, you going to Jersey? I need a cameraman. I need a uh, photographer." So <laughs> I'm gonna be really busy in Jersey. But yeah. like with AVN, sometimes AVN a lot of people room together, so I'll meet new people. Like I meet a lot of new people, like cam girls and stuff, and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm shooting. Like I need somebody to shoot the scene. I just met so and so. Like, would you mind?" I did so much extra work at AVN last time <laughs> that I didn't know I I would shoot somebody and then be in the room, and they would meet somebody in the room while I'm shooting and be like, "Oh my god, like I want to shoot a scene with you. Do you mind filming this?" I'm like. I mean, so you go to one, you end up walking out with three. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like I'm like I, I'm like oh they like oh, are you busy? I'm like I'm just not like I'm, I'm busy busy. Like yes, I want to be downstairs, but if we can do this and it's not going to take longer than you say it's going to take, then fine. But you know, I would like to go downstairs and catch people because you still miss people. You could be downstairs all day at AVN and you'll still miss certain people just because. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So to people that's listening that are talent, that never been to a convention, what's the things they need to know, need to do, and need to understand when going to these conventions? Um, you're gonna be tired. Like if you're if you're working the convention and you didn't just like say buy a ticket, but you're actually at a booth or you're working it, you're gonna be tired. Like this is Friday, this is Saturday, this is Sunday. And if you're going to Jersey, add like an extra hour onto all three of those days because Jersey always <laughs> does that. Like yeah. it, it starts at five o'clock instead of six o'clock the first day of Jersey. It starts at mm-hmm. one o'clock instead of two o'clock the second day on Jersey. So you just gotta be ready to, you know, work, whether you sitting down, whether you walking around. It's like it's a lot of work. It's loud music is performers is all this stuff and it's like you're going to be tired within those three days your feet are going to hurt like you're going to be exhausted that's just what's going to happen you got to be ready to do that three days in a row or at avn four days in a row and walk the red carpet if you get a chance to do that now for girls that because i i'm going to speak to it girls who think they're going to show up and find paid gigs at the Azarkas and at AVN. Speak to the likelihood of that, the possibility of that, and and how a girl that is looking for paid work during these conventions, how she should move to get the paid. You feel me? I think, um, I think if you're looking for paid work at a convention and you didn't book it before the convention, it's probably not going to happen because people already kind of got their budget about what they want to pay and who they want to pay. And usually the only type of work you're going to get at that point is you're going to get work for trade. You know, mm-hmm. you work that out. But if you're looking for paid stuff and you haven't already worked it out before the convention, it's a very slim chance of that happening. 
I actually think they're just going to show up and do going to be like, hey, yo, yo, boo, boo, you want to do a shoot? I'll pay you. not going to happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> because I think, and you can speak to this when people understand, when, 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 when producers pay, they have, a, they have a budget what they they already, because people don't understand, and I want you to speak to that, the prepping of me doing a shoot. The prepping part of it. I'm talking about from the inception of us finding the girl, talent, or what have you, all the way up to the finished product. Yeah, because you have to know, like, certain details. You got to know, okay, like, who's the talent? Uh, <coughs> where Where are we shooting? What kind of scene is it? How long is it going to be? Is this paid work? Is it paid work? If we're not um, paying you, then the trade is this. Um, are we allowed to post it? Like, what do you? There's so much like little details you got to know, and none of that stuff really gets worked out if you're trying to do it on the spot. So, mm-hmm. and also, also you got to like manage your time really well because you got to shoot with other people, so they got to really find a slot to squeeze you in and be like, okay, we're going to work this in the shoot. And sometimes mm-hmm. that can happen. But depending upon what you're doing, the likelihood of it happening is just not very high. Yeah. Because it's like you 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 have a shoot lined up and then the girl was like, I can't do it because this shoot overran. Can we try this day? Then the next day it don't happen. So it's kind of like you have to go into it. From my experience is that girls that you developed a business relationship with that you know is going to go there gives you a high chance of securing the shoots that you want versus girls that you're contacting that you never worked with. What you think about that? Well, yeah, well, there, there, there is a, a chance for you to do um, shoots with people you've never like worked with or even met in person, but you got to talk about it beforehand because if not, I don't know, like, if you want to meet them on the show floor, you just got a connection, like, oh, yeah, I want to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might be willing to do it. But even if they never met you before, as long as they spoke to you and you set it up and you organized it, then there's a good likelihood that it's going to happen because you've already, like, you know, broke bread with each other mm-hmm. as far as, like, saying, like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this when we see each other. Not mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. Do you want to shoot tonight? Mm-hmm. So do you see guys reach for new talent when they go there or they kind of stick with the 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 old faithfuls, the people that they normally work with when they come to these conventions? I think people are very, like, hungry for new talent all the time. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a new talent, you have a very high possibility of just meeting <clears throat> people for the first time, whether you've heard of them or not heard of them, and then being mm-hmm. like, I would love to, like, you know, shoot with you. Just because you're new and they want to feel like they got the the new hot person, whether whether they know you're, you know, the new hot catch or they don't know. They want to feel like they did a scene with you first before you become like unattainable and then be like, oh, I'm too busy for you. <laughs> That's so true because it's like, especially the chicks, because they know you, you knew. It's like once you get that first one, I tell any dude, once you get that first one, you, you ain't got to worry about it because it's gonna get around because they talk, yeah. you know, period. And it's like, and all they got to hear is, Yeah, he fucked me pretty good. Oh, okay, let me shoot him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all it takes. So, shoot. So, 
Um, because like when I, even when I went to that convention, I even went to the one in Miami. Miami was pretty fun. Um, and that was back in 2000. God dang it, boy, 2013, I think. It was at the Miami Convention Center. It was fun. They even had like the 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 religious people out there picketing. That shit was funny to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all coming to a porn convention and want to pick it. Y'all hit the wrong spot. <laughs> So shoot, but yeah, but I mean, it was just so many beautiful women in there, and and, and we and I, I got to actually meet and talk to Cherokee. And with Cherokee, did you- no, well, no, Cher- Cherokee. When, I, I don't, I don't remember if Cherokee came to the last Exotica in twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. but like, no, like there was like a, a number of huge faces that just didn't show up, <laughs> and I believe that they will show up. But I just didn't think that they were going to show up to the first one because I think it was like a trial run, and they want yeah. to see if they should, you know, come back. So yeah. I just think that a lot of faces just didn't show up because they're like, okay, we're going to see how this goes first. Yeah, because the way that this burn is running and everything, yeah, I, I I hope they don't shut it down because there ain't going to be much convictions after a while. The way the way it's looking. Yeah, that that was like, suck. Because that was suck. Yeah, but see, to me, I just think that at the end of the day, it treated like it did in Japan. Just have everybody wear a mask on this. There you go. Because because you there know what it go. is is that they don't they don't want to. They'll be like, oh, you can get a wrist a wrist. I've been vaccinated and all of this, but I'm like, everybody always wants to put up these signs that say you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Nobody wants to ask anybody if they're vaccinated, so they assume mm-hmm. everyone without a mask is vaccinated, which is not yeah. always the case. But I'm like, but no yeah. one's going to ask you that because they don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, you asked me if I was vaccinated and I felt disrespected. So nobody mm-hmm. ever says anything to anyone, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this is how I look at it to me. It's just my opinion. Y'all can like it, love it, or hate it. I don't really give a shit. But <laughs> this is my opinion on it. People that's vaccinated is still catching it. Yeah. People that's not vaccinated is still catching it. I don't give a damn that the person that's not vaccinated still, you have people that are vaccinated getting hospitalized just like the ones that are not vaccinated. So my thought is, why not just wear a fucking mask? There you go. Because I think for a lot of people, like, a lot of people, like, when I, when I was running around, um, when I was running around, like, a lot of these different areas in early January and stuff and you know through mm-hmm. like March I was in so many places like I didn't know what to expect when I went somewhere because some places like okay I was in San Francisco it was like oh mask all day mask all day because I was there in January and nobody was walking around without a mask you couldn't you couldn't eat indoors you couldn't eat outdoors you couldn't do none of that you could eat in your house that's what it yeah. was they wasn't letting mm-hmm. you do nothing else but then when I was in Arizona the next month they acted like COVID wasn't even a thing. They're like, what's COVID? It, I was walking in places like my mask on, sitting there, probably looking like a fool with them because they're like, why he got his mask on? You know, in North Carolina, we still wearing the mask. Like, like you, you see little spots of somebody not wearing a mask. Oh, no. Yeah. Th- th- we still wear masks. Because it's like this, I keep telling everybody, it's a variant. It's going to evolve. 
it's going to be different variants. These vaccines, not knocking the vaccines, not saying that you shouldn't take the vaccines. I'm not saying that. But they're going to have to make another vaccine because this vaccine right now is not compatible with the variant that's coming. So, because they're talking about giving a booster. So, like I said, to me, it's just they, if you want to avoid the shutdown, just ask for a mask mandate. Or, to be honest, which is up to the individual, the individual. Because let's just be honest, some of these motherfuckers ain't gonna wear a mask no matter what, even if you force it on them. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> at this point, I think at this point, then they're not gonna let you like go backwards and say, like, okay, we're gonna put mask mandates back in place, we're gonna make you do that. Like the likelihood mm-hmm. of them ever allowing that to happen again is just not high because they dealt with it for a long time. You were going yeah. places, you had to put on masks. They're not gonna go backwards and say, Okay, now we're gonna put masks back in place and we're gonna make it you know, a thing where if you walk into this business without a mask, we'll ask you to leave. Like, they're never going to go back to that because, yeah, because one, too one much money, about, much money, long. yeah. And then one, one thing, one thing I've always said about just the whole, um, just the whole like country when it comes to anything is that Americans, Americans feel like if you give them something, it can never be taken away, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. It doesn't matter if it made sense at the time, but it doesn't make sense later. If you give me something, you can never take it away. So mm-hmm. once you told people you couldn't wear a mask, you didn't have to wear a mask anymore about vaccinations. They were like, okay, that's what it is. You can never yeah. take this away now. This always has to be the way yeah. it is. That's why I always say this. <laughs> people believe anything, but trust nothing. And that is fact. Because we believe anything. We what the television tell us, but we won't trust our gut. The gut might tell that motherfucker, you, we, you might want to wear a mask so you won't get sick. But he believes that because of the vaccine, because of what the news is saying, because they're saying, well, if you're not vaccinated, you're the one dying. The ones that vaccinated not dying, but the elephant in the room, people still catching the fucking COVID. No matter whether you got the vaccine or not. And that is to me the important part of all of this. Because, yeah. I, because it's not it's, it's not a cure. And we're walking around like it's a fucking cure. You know what well, I'm saying? I, it, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I think I think a lot of people you know, and not, and not to put, even put it on, like, people or whatever, but yeah. I think a lot of people always had, like, really bad habits that when COVID came along, it kind of, like, accelerated these um, things, these effects because of the bad habits. And so mm-hmm. some people were just like, oh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, I smoke, like, 15 cigarettes a day, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still going to walk around without a mask and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, like, you already have bad habits. You don't need to catch something. <laughs> That's going to yeah. mess with your immune system and mess you up even easier. And that's the problem. Like the people that a lot of people caught it and they were fine because they would just take care of themselves in general. But then a lot of people was like, you're not going to be fine because you weren't fine before that. So mm-hmm. when you got something that's going to make your immune system even worse and even like, you know, less effective at fighting it, then that's what's going to happen because you weren't taking care of your damn self in the first place. What do you think is going to happen when something starts attacking the system even worse? Because because the thing of it is, is that the whole point of it 
is that it's funny how no one talks about the flu. Because we've been wearing masks, we stamped the flu out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is the truth. And I, I said this, COVID is the new flu. This is the new flu. that We just had to learn to live with it. It because we're not gonna we're not gonna shut down again. That's never gonna happen. And 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 and, and at most they we probably we probably get another stimulus because I'm pretty sure the Democrats fighting for that. And like I said, I don't see no shutdown. They might do look each state, each city might do their little mask mandate shit. But for the most part, we was already hitting the herd immunity. We we just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like for me, when the mask thing happened, it didn't mm-hmm. bother me. Like, oh my god, like I can't believe we gotta wear masks. Cause like, yeah, I I, I lived overseas and, and you know in Asia for almost yeah. a year, so mm-hmm. I was used to people wearing masks when they got sick. They didn't wear masks because they didn't wear masks because they weren't trying to catch stuff from other people. They wore masks because they didn't want to give what they had to somebody else. Yeah. So yeah. for me. The mask, like the exact mask that people wear, I'm like, this is not new to me. Like, I've been seeing this seven years ago. It's not something like new to me. So people over here, I know they like to feel like, oh, the government is controlling us. I'm like, you can feel whatever you want to feel. But when your neighbor is dying because of COVID and, you know, you're talking about, oh, the government, this, I'm like, you ain't got to listen to the government or not. But why don't you listen to what you see in front of your face? And stop yeah. trying to make everything into a political issue. Like it's not a political issue all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some things are just what they are. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah you said you said a mouthful with that. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you, man. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. The handle on both of them is seven one eight Burke. That's B U R K E. But also on the music tip. Um, Access Immortal, that's on Spotify, that's on uh, Apple Music, that's on Tidal, that's on any music streaming service so that you can check out the music as well. And then um, Jay Burke Photography, that's my site where you can hit me up. You can hit me up on any platform, actually, but Jay Burke Photography, if you want to, like, check out the portfolio and see the work I've been doing and stuff like that. And, you know, that's what it is. And dude does great work. And that's coming from a dude that's a photographer himself. Because yeah, I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> I was always told that a great photographer doesn't use Photoshop. A good photographer uses Photoshop. He don't use yeah. Photoshop much. So with that yeah. being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, Bert. Hey, thanks for having me once again. And we got to chop it up about some music, dog. I ain't even get to that. I wanted to ask you about some music stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got to get into that subject next time. Oh no, definitely. All right, then take it easy. All right, man. <laughs>